Yeah, settle up the podcast pony to the comedy cart. It's time for another episode of Geek Gainy. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so we watched Keeping Up with the Joneses. It's a film from 2016. Current. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it stars Gal Wonder Woman Gadot. I actually don't, is it Gadot or Gadot? I've never actually heard one saying. I think saying. it's Gadot. John John Draper. John Ham. Yeah, John, John <laughs> Baker. Ham. Um, Zach Galifianakis. Zach between Galifianakis. Between two ferns, Galifianakis. Yep. And Isla used to be in Home Away Fisher. Is that her claim to fame? Yeah, and she's married to Borat. What? She's married to um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, good for him. Yeah. For, so she comes from what with cringe comedy powerhouse. Yeah, exactly. They're just always <laughs> tripping over stuff together. Um, so this film <laughs> was so boring and bad and tedious. And I, I mean, I, I actually should have looked this up, but I really wonder how much money it made. Uh, 14 ru- rubles. It made 14 rubles. 14 rubles. <laughs> it's like that um, Emma Watson film or something like that that got released with no fanfare in one cinema and took about eight quid. Oh, It's like one yeah, guy yeah, going to see it in a matinee. <laughs> Just oh, and that that unnerves me. Just the idea of one man watching an Emma Watson film. It shouldn't. He could have been a normal guy, but there's just something. But could have been a dad. <laughs> Probably was a dad. Oh, I can see my daughter's latest. Oh, it's not very busy in here. Oh, it's just it's a school day. It's fine. She's arranged a private screening for me without telling me. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones. We got a thing going on. So, um, I don't know if this is a good place to start, but I thought John Hamm looked so tired during this film. And I think we're all very tired well, during this film. <laughs> maybe he was re- meant to reflect the audience's feelings, but I wondered if this when he was going through his peak sort of alcohol addiction or withdrawal or something. He just didn't look well. I mean, maybe he was... Maybe someone told. Maybe he woke up one day and saw that he'd signed a contract. And like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to try and forget as much of this as possible. What did I do when I was drunk? Maybe him and Gal Gadot were just like top mates and were constantly out on the lash because she's. I think she's in the Israeli military. Yeah, she's so she can pull it, So she can like pull it off because she's well hard. Yeah, and he's an aging American, forty-seven years old. Oh, is he? He's forty-seven. Uh, Gal Gadot is thirty-two. Um, I looked that up. I thought that wasn't such a bad age discrepancy for films. Still not great. No, I thought it wasn't the best. But then, do you know what I actually thought was the biggest age gap would, was between Isla Fisher and Zach Galifianakis? Because she looks really good for her age and he looks quite a lot older. But are they close to their natural age? Yeah, they're close to an age. She's 41, he's 47. Oh, what happened to his neck? I was thinking um, that the way through this film. What happened to his neck? Why does his I neck look like that? I don't, I don't know. What does his neck look like? I think he lost a lot of weight. Oh, so did he have kind of like saggy neck? He had like, yeah, like ex-fat person neck. He also can't really do the... Acting? He's playing the straight man, kind of. Yeah. But also, it's a very odd film because it's, the idea is, for those of you who haven't seen oh, yeah, so the cinematic the, Explain the plot, Alec. Explain, event. Uh, explain the plot and then um, uh, while you explain the plot, everyone can work out what happens in the film. Because literally, I wrote down before everything that happened in the film what would happen next, and it all came true. So, so explain the plot. Zach Galifianakis and Isla Fisher. What's his character's I'm... name? John. I don't know. Jeff. No idea. Oh, I think it's Jeff. 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 Right. Jeff Galifianakis. <laughs> and... They are... 
I'd say they're not bored suburban wasps because neither of them are bored. Mm. But he's a he works in a he's like a HR person. She's an interior designer. She did something to do with toilets. She's she looking made, at a toilet at some she point. She designed bathrooms and then this very glamorous and attractive couple move in next door and they're perfect and what's wrong with them? And they're spies. That's all you need to know, guys. Uh, fill in the plot. <laughs> <laughs> there's hijinks. I didn't really... There's something about his job is designing missile plans and a weapons dealer is buying them. So this is the most unrealistic bit about the film was not not like, his, like he didn't know what his job actually did, but is that, that they had such a big HR... He had his own office... Like, I've worked in HR. Maybe I've not been working the right, right HR. But he had, like, his own office, um, which I thought was, like, oh, okay, so this must be a well-paid job. But also, his HR job involved um, doing trust exercises with people and counselling them. I think that's not that unusual, because if you've ever watched Archer, right. Pam is HR and that, and she does a lot of that sort of stuff. She's like a dolphin puppet the cartoon. to tell you secrets to. Yeah. Cartoon Archer. Well, I've actually worked in the HR department, Alec. And... Archer, the cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah. Was it an American um, no. film? Made no. up HR <laughs> No, it's a real one. Because the problem is I'm comparing it to fake <laughs> ones that aren't real and you're using real world experience. Yeah, that's um, right. And because I've watched I've watched two things now with HR in it. You've only worked in one HR department. Yeah, but they wouldn't let you. I just want to see what so kind I'm of... So getting hired for the job. I just think if you work in HR, like you're the HR person, I, I don't think you'd be allowed to sort of do trust exercises and administer sort of counselling sessions or therapy between people. But he works, because he works for like, sensibly, is it, they're not, are they an evil corporation or just a corporation? I couldn't work <sighs> that out either. They were called what, MBR? Because they were designing... Massive... Bomb, bomb Industries. Ah, was it? Oh, it was MBI, it was MBI, wasn't it? I think so. Massive Bomb Industries, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do we make here at Massive Bomb Industries? We oh. make the film Keeping Up With The Joneses. <laughs> Heyo! My... Waka waka. Yeah. It, so it starts with a voiceover. Which is never a good sign. And then goes straight to flashback. Which is so lazy. You get a voiceover of, Hi, I'm Zach Galifianakis. Welcome to my cul-de-sac. I love being a wasp in the suburbs. Yeah. Then a house blows up and it goes, Two weeks earlier. This is lazy. Yeah. We don't need that. You don't. There's no reason to show the house exploding... But he's just explaining who he is. Do you think it's because they were so worried people would turn off within the first three minutes? <laughs> they're like, we've got to show a house exploding. So, because people will be like, I oh, do you know what, love. Because, um, you know, with Netflix and stuff, you can just start watching a film and then immediately, within two seconds, like I did the other day with Apocalypse Now, I was like, you know what, don't give a fuck, going to change channel. Boring. Um, a Magnificent Seven. Yeah. You just, I didn't even see any of the seven. <laughs> but that's what you do. You just go, ah, I've got so much choice. Why would I settle for this? Yeah. So they were like, no one's going to actually see this in cinema. This is the kind of film people watch on a Sunday morning when they're hungover or a Saturday night Yo. when they're drunk. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we've got to keep them interested. So let's have an explosion. So they're like, oh, the house exploded. What happened? Who's dead? Who's alive? I think it was the dramatic reshoots. Suicide Squad oh. added in jokes. Oh, keeping up with changes added in a house explosion. So I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, John Hamm's hair length uh, changed quite dramatically between a couple of scenes. I was lost in his eyes. Oh, I wasn't okay. looking at his hair. I was looking at the back of his head. <laughs> the most erotic part of a man. Their <laughs> nape of their neck. Ah, the nape. Oh. The mark of a true gentleman. <laughs> the central nape. <laughs> um, so he's just got this... Um, there's a scene where... John Hamm takes Zach Garifnakis to a Chinese restaurant. Oh, the, yeah, so John, yeah. And there's like a, but he takes him through the Chinese restaurant to a snake bar. A, sneak, a secret Chinese restaurant. Secret Chinese snake bar. And he's got longer hair in it. And it's, so they must have added him bits. I don't know if they were like, we need a bit with snakes. And um, he's basically trying to, 
it, like Zach Galifianakis hasn't worked out he's a spy yet and he's trying to get him drunk so he can spill secrets about um, massive bomb industries. Massive bomb industries. <laughs> and, um, and so he basically, they eat snake and they drink snake wine or something. But it's really stupid because you saw them park their car. So I was like, how are they getting home? That, that just always annoys me in films when I'm like, how are you getting drunk in the middle of the day when I saw you drive? You better not be driving home, Zach Galifianakis. What annoys me is when people get out of taxis without handing over any money. Oh, uh, uh, you can do that now with Uber. But back in the day... Back in the golden days of me watching taxis on screen, mm. I was like, "No, how much? How much was that?" Ask them, I and mean, they go, "One beer." What sort of beer? One... I've worked in a pub. Someone comes up to me and goes, "One beer." I'm well, I worked in an arts cafe, so I'm rolling my eyes at them. I'm sighing, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm gesturing towards the beers and going, "Which one would you like?" <laughs> Has anyone done that? Like they come in, but if they were, if, uh, see what you're talking about, Alec, is a real world situation and bring it into a film situation. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm falling into my own trap. <laughs> Someone came in and was like, "One beer," and they had a occasionally hard day. people did do that. Um, and then were you like, "What's your, what's happened?" Yeah, governor, you're right. I felt if they were if they were clearly sort of tourists or English spoken language, it mm. was fine. Yeah, because they could only really know the word beer. And you have to go like, "These are the beers." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go and they sort of shrug at you, and you just go, "Here's the cheapest one. Yeah, it's quite yeah. nice." Welcome to England. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the brochures. Yeah, it's a beef eater. He's a beefy. I keep him under the bar. He's a beefeater. He's he Barry, pre- the, Barry the beefeater. He will protect you on your journey through country. <laughs> like a little beefeater. Like Aragorn leading the hobbits round. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Guiding like, Spanish people around Bristol. Okay, so I did write down stuff that made me laugh, but can I just quickly say... I've yeah. got the exact timestamp of my actual one laugh out loud. Oh, okay. Should we see if it's the same thing? Wait, wait, let me find it. I mean, it almost certainly isn't. So Zach Galifianakis has figured out that John Hamm's a spy and um, he's trying to get away from him in his car and he just goes... Oh, as you go, Karen and I are supposed to take a bath. Did that make no, me laugh? No, I didn't. I, I think the... So the whole implication is basically that Isla Fisher... Her character's name, Karen? Karen, because I say Karen out loud just a second ago. So it is Karen. Uh, Ka- you remember a lot more than I do. Karen and Jeff, um, they're very, very bored. And they're boring and they're bored. And I think she's fabulous. I think Karen, Isla Fisher... I think she's an interesting character. I genuinely yeah. thought she seemed really smart because she picks up on the fact that the spies really quickly. She was sharp. Yeah. She was sharp. Lovely boobies. Fabulous boobies. Um, she just seemed like she's... And she's a really funny comedy actress. Like, she's really... Lovely boobies. Lovely boobies. Um, <laughs> you could say that. I can't. I know. Um, and Zach Galifianakis. Um, his character, Jeff, is just, like, dumb, stupid, boring... Like, just really, like, she kept trying to explain to him how they were spies. And he kept going, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, honey. Oh, <laughs> they can't so be spies. They like, can't be spies. We had wine. My, yeah. Snake wine. He's my one friend. Oh, that's um, sad. I just, I, I thought, I was hoping the ending of the film was Isa Fisher's character being like, you know what? I'm better than this and I'm better than you. I'm going to marry John Hamm. Me and John Hamm are going to go have some lovely looking children. Gal Gadot. We're going to have a menage a trois like uh, Tilda Swinton. No, Gal Gadot, she can go off into the sunset and just be a Wonder Woman because she is not Wonder a good... Com- she's a bad comedy actress. I'm I say thought it. that Gal Gadot and Gal Gadot and John John Pork were funnier than Zach Galifianakis and Isla Fisher, which is really? weird because they're not the comedy ones. I like thought, they, like I thought they weren't. I wasn't like I wasn't rolling on the mm. on the floor laughing. Like they're not miracle workers. <laughs> they're still the they're still reading that script. <laughs> but yeah, I thought they were. I was the scenes where they turned up. I was like, oh, finally the film's back again. Really? It's not just that guy from like bumbling around being ineffectual and middle class. I thought Gal Gadot was not very good at the comedy. I think she's really good in Wonder Woman. Um, when know? she played Wonder Woman in Batman vs oh, Superman. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't and the trailers, obviously, for Wonder Woman. 
but I, and I think like John Hamm's got a big background in um, comedy. Like that's his main thing. He was a is it? Yeah, yeah. He's like does a lot of improv. Oh, he was in Bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some well, the it was Shmami. Yeah, it was John Don, Hamm. Yeah, <laughs> it's Don Draper Don again. Hamm. Yeah, Shmami, Shmami man. Shmami, attractive man. Oh, so what was the other bit that made you laugh? Uh, it I, was. <laughs> I don't know why. So once they discover that they're spies, they're breaking into the, the Zach Galifianakis and Fisher have broken into the perfect couple's house, mm. and they're all running around and picking up on like. If she's a cook, why is her spice rack empty? Yeah. That sort of thing. And they break into their secret spy room and look at all the equipment. It's not very well guarded, though, is it? Because they, and they have um, all the pictures, of, like all the IDs of the um, massive bomb industries up on like this computer. And I was like, why would you not lock it? If you're spies, why wouldn't you lock your computer Basically, or your door or have some kind of burglar alarm? Two-factor authentication, guys. Even my iPhone has it. Like, yeah. Your spy laptop They are has. bad, I think. <laughs> you know what, Alec? I think they're bad spies. <laughs> is that why they were sent to investigate massive bomb industries? Yeah. I get, them think... out the, get them out of the house, the spy house. And not only are they bad spies, but like, if I was going to send someone in to be Mr. and Mrs. Like, normal... Um, I think their second name, cover name is Smith. Yeah. If I was, no, it can't no. be. Can't be. That would be... Joneses. Joneses? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Hence the title. <laughs> Keep up with the Joneses. I thought it was just like play on the, the common saying. Oh, no, no. They were actually called the Joneses. Oh, oh it's Now it's two levels of... I oh, see. Now it's deep. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was going to send in um, people to blend in... Yeah. I wouldn't send in John Hammond Gal Gadot because the stuff she was wearing, like she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, he's a beautiful man. She was, they had this like mixer on a lawn and she's wearing this tiny little white dress. And you are like, he's just really not subtle. <laughs> not, I'd be like your spies or your, what would you even think they were? Well, I mean, the thing is Gal Gadot is that dress could have been normal but she appears to be about seven feet tall oh there's a bit with eyes of fisher where she's standing behind she's, her and she's just a giant she towers over her yeah. come to bed now isla and just carry her off she's really tall she's a giant dress giant dress she's a giant dress she's a giant tra- how do you say it? a Gian- giantess giantess of a woman but I, I just think if you're going to send in like people to be joe normal Someone you need to send shrubby. yeah you need to send in shrubby people you need to send in like Zach Galifianakis like <laughs> and even Isla Fisher's pushing it a little bit so um skip to the end of the film we'll go back and retread some bits but skip to the end oh stuff plot and um <laughs> there's a bit where Zach Galifianakis for some reason has to pretend to be involved in an arms deal because there's literally no one else within the CIA <laughs> they can send in to be an undercover agent other than him. Why did they choose him? I don't know. I sort of zoned out. Oh, because he answered the phone to the arms dealer. Oh, right. And that's he works why. at the place. Yeah. And I don't know. Sorry, yeah. So the, the, jo- the joke you laughed at. Patton Oswald is the... Um, Peter, is that like how you're saying? Patton. Pat- Patton. General Patton. General Patton. Um, he's, he's the bad guy, basically. And... Zach Galifianakis is trying to remember his name, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, and his little henchman goes like, "What does I call you, the boss?" He's like, "No, just boss." <laughs> I thought I, that made me laugh out loud. The one I laughed at was when they're in the house and they're looking for it. Yeah, and they find their spy computers. And he goes, "Look at all these computers." And Zach, Gal- and the only reason I laughed at it is because Zach Galifianakis is off screen. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, so they're gamers. Let's go from off screen." <laughs> and I don't. That made me laugh. <laughs> so there was a bit in it where, at, right at the beginning, um, before they know they're spies, the Joneses come over to visit the uh, butt faces, whatever those names are. Uh, the no, the, yeah, um, the Yeckel Schmidt. The Yeckel Schmidt. <laughs> 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 great last name. <laughs> 
Uh, so they go to visit the Jekyllschmitz just to introduce themselves. And it's amazing because you're watching it and they're, they're like, oh, Gal Gadot is sort of talking about how like she is a, what's her job? She's a, a social media manager. She writes a cookery blog. She's like an Instagram chef. Yeah. And she also raises money for orphans. Like, within the first three sentences, that's what she announced about herself. And and then John Hamm's like, I'm a travel writer. I've been everywhere. Yeah. And I just kind of thought, again, bad spies. Because, like, if you're introducing yourself to people and you don't want them to get suspicious, I get suspicious because I'd be like, why are you announcing things to me? <laughs> and also I'd be like, you're so arrogant. I do not like you. I mean, I think a travel writer is quite a good cover for a spy. Because if he comes back with a tan, you're like, where have you been? He can't just go, you know, he can go, oh, travelling, not spying. Yeah, but... <laughs> and shooting people in sunny... I mean, travelling, travel writing, I've written this book, it's really good. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to blend in, you sort of... You'd, 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 have you'd, a wait, nor- you'd wait for the question, what yeah. do you do, rather than going, hello, we are neighbours who are we, normal. We are successful people. Like, ridiculously <laughs> painful successful. Again, yeah. we're very attractive... We're really, really conspicuously successful, which makes people look at us. We are not blending in. Um, and also there was a bit where um, John Hamm says the Chinese don't have a word for the cold, for cul-de-sac. <laughs> well, no, no, but I, I wrote it down. That can't be right. And then I wrote <laughs> underneath, they fucking do, mate. And then I pasted in the symbol for cul-de-sac. And then later on, Isla Fisher looks it up herself and she goes ah and he was wrong about that the Chinese do have a word for cul-de-sac and I wrote ha told you um so again I predicted the script it's cul-de-sac we have word? 700 words for cul-de-sac like the Eskimos have all those words for snow <laughs> no, we have cul-de-sac the Americans like... have 700 words to a place where you wait for death yeah I mean suburbs <laughs> lovely places where people grow and raise their children yes cul-de-sac um uh, circle no more I'm trying to think of other words Curtain, for um, dead end Mer- merry go death spinny spinny round road spinny round road um, uh, curtain twitches delight um, <laughs> curtain twitches because if you go in there and you're, and you're like you know, it's like a weird pudding well if you go into a cul-de-sac and you're not from around there you see the curtains are twitching as everyone's staring at you as you're just going like doing donuts yeah you just go woo <laughs> that's what I like to do I like to do donuts and cul-de-sacs and be like ah motherfuckers my road's got switch. two ends woo <laughs> <laughs> you can never leave uh, recycling man's nightmare yeah, because they can never get their big lorries round properly. Got to reverse it back out. I'm enjoying all these names for cold sacks <laughs> you've got. The bit where they go again, like bad spying. Um, when they go for the Chinese meal, the snake. When they eat the snake, um, and John Ham gets him drunk, and then he's just. But he's, at first, he starts off being like, oh, because he's trying to get information about him, about like the people who work. So he's like, oh. Oh, it must be tough working in a HR. And then he straight away skips to, yeah, but has anyone got any money? Has anyone got any extra more money? Is anyone doing anything? Like, really, yeah, really he goes obvious. from, like, subtle to... he's he's They're just really bad. Um, I'm sorry, the CIA, but what is your spy test? It might be the NS. It might be the Are NSA. you good at being a spy? Yes, you can be a spy. Is that yeah. it? <laughs> Do you look like Don Ham? Yes. You must be spy. Welcome to think, being a spy. Do you think you get spotted the same way like models get spotted? You just go up to people <laughs> and go, you are distractingly attractive. Do you want to be a spy? Do you want your oh, job okay. to be not drawing attention to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would. Come on, welcome aboard. Come be a spy. So they, oh, there's a bit where they go to um, like a cul-de-sac party called Junetoberfest. Oh, I wanted to punch that name. Oh, I've, I thought the party looked really fun. It made me hungry Did and it? long for sausages. It made me get... You know when you were trying to unwrap Christmas lights and you get all hot and irritated? Did the June June Toberfest made me get all hot and irritated? Is it because of the amalgamation of the words June, June and Toberfest? And, and it was yeah. this whole thing of like a nice, safe, pet, like child-friendly version of Oktoberfest, internationally renowned for being an absolute mad time. Yeah, with illegal amounts of beer. 
and it's just like it's over like hey to make like small talk to all these people they're like oh my little jimmy's just got into third grade flute lessons and you're like i want to oh yeah die. no no it's like i won't want to go to the i think I, I would just want to get drunk and eat sausages that's oktoberfest yeah that's true. in june that's a barbecue oh wait, wait wait i think i'm talking about a barbecue <laughs> yeah you're talking about barbecue not a, not a not a um cul-de-sac party where everyone goes i can't believe her dress is so short yeah. Like, just because you're jealous. But they kind of keep demonstrating at the beginning of the film how boring everyone's conversations are, aren't they? Which I, which I kind of enjoyed. Because they kept saying, like, like Ilza Fisher and um, Jeff were sort of like, oh, we need to take the bins out. I don't know, they were just having boring. And it was like, boring, the, boring, suburbia. But There they, were a lot of waspy, like, ones like, oh, I can't believe I've got like Quiznos or Quinkos. is crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Or, or someone had a T-shirt on which said, catch of the day, and there was a picture of a fish. And I thought, that's, that's nice. That's a nice t-shirt. That's a nice t-shirt. That made me laugh. Oh, do you know what else made me laugh? There's some good puns in this. Uh, um, there was a really, there was like a home brewing shop they went to. Do you remember what it's called? Do you know what it's called? Brewers Droop? No. Where is it? Yeah. No, East it, in town. No. Keep trying to guess. The, um, what's, what goes in oh, oh, there is a store called What Ails Ya. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I was, I was like, so pleased they got that in. Yes. <laughs> I, I like to think that this, the script got punched up by like someone, like a really talented writer who just went, you know, I'll give you one joke. What ails <laughs> yeah. you? See you later. That's your one joke. Uh, there's so many scenes in this that I wanted to end. Yeah, like but they, they didn't end. Like, like all the, of them. The, the snake thing. Oh. Do we need to keep cutting back to a chopped up CGI snake? That was weird. It Where was did, so long. Were you, did you watch that and think... Why? Because obviously they had to have a certain amount of like comedy bits in there and like tomfoolery, and then they had to have like there was there's a car scene at one point. I sort of wound forward through that, but um, I was with the snake bit. I was thinking, what is this for? Like they're eating these snakes. He's chopped it up. I, I was like, are they trying to show that Zach's boring, but John Hamm showing him a whole new world, like like in the Aladdin but film? E- <laughs> but it's easily accessible. I can by... open your eyes <laughs> to Feed snakes you and drawers. <laughs> Feed you snakes and drawers. That's where the snakes come from. You ever have like a wooden drawer in Full the of side of the room? It's like, do you want this snake or this snake from my drawer row snakes? If I was taking someone to a place which sold snakes, I wouldn't be annoyed at them for freaking out when someone brings out a snake and they're surprised. I have like a wooden drawer. Yeah, and he's like, whoa, calm down, man. It's just a snake. It's, it's like, it's a live fucking snake. Kind of like, extremely accessible from the cul de sac. And it's just like, this is an illegal snake den you've taken him to. Yeah, and how did John Hamm, who just moved to the area, find the illegal snake den so quickly? Oh, he's a spy. Oh, he's a spy and a, a travel writer. It's run by the CIA. Spy, well... It's a CIA restaurant. All, all the CIA eat is live reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Just live reptiles. Yeah, so they've got a gecko restaurant. I think geckos are amphibians. No, that's newts. Uh, the snakes, um, um, iguana, very endangered but very tasty. You just keep naming reptiles. Uh, was just some snakes. Run really. out. Snakes, iguanas, geckos, blue tongue skinks. What's a skink? It's like a it's like a little lizard. It looks a bit like a salamander. It's oh, got a okay. big fat tail and it's got a blue tongue. Hence, blue tongue skink. Oh, I thought there's there's the bit. So basically, uh, Gal Gadot is uh, wandering around and Isa Fisher is following her. Um, going, she's a spy, she's a spy. And then they go to the... They end up in this really long scene in a changing room. One of the many scenes that are too long and I wanted to end. Yeah, where Gal Gadot basically spots Isa Fisher spying on her. And then there's a very unnecessary long long scene with Gal Gadot in her underwear. Which is just basically so you can see her in her underwear. Um, is Isa Fisher in her underwear by the end of that as well? 
No, she's not. She's in her underwear in the next scene. Oh, okay. But there's some there, there's some weird, almost like lesbian. It was very sexually active. Yeah. It was like a it was like a volcano for sapphic desire. Yeah, exactly. It was spaffing out everywhere. <laughs> it, it was a. Just about kegels. They told Oh, that was so weird. That needed to end immediately. Oh. I was. I don't like this. So it it made me feel really uncomfortable. I felt like the patriarchy. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> you're like, I'm not. It was it was really um it was very much through the male gaze, I felt like that bit, where they basically tried to make it a bit sexy by having them both in their underwear and having Galgado quite touch eyes of fish and then the like um changing room music was very sexy. Bow, <laughs> it was bow, like bow, bow. Bow. <laughs> And um and then uh Gal Gadot was like, Oh, you need to like be more of a woman or something, or like by wearing this underwear, buy some sexy underwear and, and do you practice your kegels? <laughs> And then Gal Gadot starts doing her Kegels, and I've done Kegels, and I do not make the face size of Fisher make. She makes like a, an orgasmic face. She's yeah. like, oh, I felt it. And I was like, I've done Kegels. They're not sexy. It's literally like clenching your bum. Yeah. You clench your bum, you don't go, oh, my perineum. Oh, it tingles. Oh, my perineum. Perineum, is that what it's called? <laughs> What's a perineum? I think a perineum is a bit on a, on a wee-wee, on a wee-wee stick. What's a perineum? What's it called? Which bit? The perineum. I thought it was the. I thought it was like the end of the willy. Oh, what, what am I thinking? I mean, I might, I'm probably really wrong. No, no, like, maybe, maybe I'm just thinking. Maybe I'm thinking of the goosh. The the goosh. Yeah, the bit between the. Oh, the the taint. Yeah, the taint. Wait, I'm gonna look up perineum because. Um, I, I mean, I'm probably you're probably right. I'm just no. I bet no, I'm my not. knowledge of male anatomy is shocking, considering I have one. I hope this is good. perineum. Name, meaning, and family history. Ancestry.co.uk. Ah, here's my friend, Perennium oh, Jekyllschmitz. That's, that's a terrible... Um, Google like, research. It's not... It's <laughs> parent, okay, I'm spelling it really, really wrong. You're getting petunias up. Um, the area between the anus and the scrotum or vulva. So that's the, the, the correct term for the so goot, I, is the perineum. Yeah. You got it good. Yeah. What's the bit I was thinking Do you of? know what? That's what happens when you're in a band with mostly men for seven years. You learn They're just ch- more... Oh. Oh, They're always t- chatting about their perineum. Oh, Tony, my perineum's killing me. Oh, man. Tell you what, Barry, just get some more perineum wax. <laughs> Slap it on you. You know what? I've got a nice perineum. Who wants to see it? I'll Don't shave my perineum, one. especially for you. Oh, that would hurt so much. <laughs> yeah, I did it very gently. Yeah, but... Get you, some of that veep removal can, cream. You can do it, though. You'd have to get someone else to do it. Oh, I think you, you underestimate my flexibility and access to mirrors. That's true. Why would you <laughs> just shave nothing else, just your perineum? Yeah, like a reverse mohawk, but for your <laughs> anus. And you wouldn't tell anyone. But you, so you just walk around you'd like know. you had a secret. Like, you like, know. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, if you ever walk around wearing... You know, Sexy nice, underwear. Nice underwear, you're just like, I know. I know. These yeah. don't have holes in. Yeah, that's why I'd sit on the bus and I go, I know, to people who sit next to me. They're like, okay. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, but I know. Yeah. Or you just lean over and go, shaved my perineum last night. <laughs> They're like, so did I. <laughs> me too. And then you link little fingers and you make a new best friend. That's how we met. Oh, that is how we, that <laughs> is how we met. met. Uh, we've sold that story to um, HBO for a, like a TV series. Keeping up with the perineum shavers. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Oh, there was a really weird line um, with Isla Fisher when she's wearing her sexy underwear. So she she um, she basically Galgado's like, "Are you going to be the boring Karen or the sexy Karen?" And she decides to be the sexy Karen. And she wears this like flesh coloured basque. Just be like Saran wrap. It yeah, very yeah. Tight. It looked really tight. It looked quite uncomfortable. It's like corsety, and um, she goes to Sack California. She's like, "Ooh, um, sexy saran wrap." And then um, she says something about uh, Gal Gadot. She says she's intuitive for a Greek, 
As if Greek people are known for not being intuitive. <laughs> There's one thing they say about the Greeks. Oh, not very intuitive. No, in, no intuition at no. all. No, oh, I don't know what's going on. Can't see around the corner. Like, it's really... I mean, unless it's like a commentary about the Greek economy. <laughs> like, they should have seen that coming. Oh, they should have invested wiser. Oh, those mortgages and <laughs> the like, borrowing and the economics. Maybe um, it's like some sort of... Maybe it's like a, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe in America, Greeks are not known as being intuitive. But that's just so I weird. just can't think of how you'd assign that to a nationality. Like, yeah. It's such a vague thing. Like, oh, the, <laughs> the Germans haven't got they haven't got a very good sense of mm, je ne sais quoi yeah. when they go into a restaurant what are we talking about or like oh that greek person fell down that well they should have known oh you know greeks though not not well, they've got they've for... got well blindness yeah they're not known can't, for being intuitive can't see <laughs> you need to not fall down wells intuition i'm trying i think i'm trying to um my well sense is tingling i'm like, about to fall down a well how intuition helps you and what, if you weren't intuitive, like, what that would prevent you from doing in life? Um, I guess you can gauge situations yeah. or, like, people would have affairs you and you would know. You wouldn't be able to pick up on, like, when someone's upset. Yeah, or you, so Greek like, people. you upset, really loudly. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, yes. Are you, oh, what are you, Greek? <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> My husband is Greek, so I've had so many affairs and he just doesn't know. Oh, Greeks. <laughs> Oh, okay. So there's a bit in the film which tonally I thought was absolutely mental. So it's been yes. springing along at a quite a like boring comedy shambles. All the other spies, they find out they're spies. Zach goes to his boss with this bug he finds um, because oh, oh yeah. the first um, thing John Hamm come, does, John Hamm and Gal Gadot, when they come over to their house and meet them for the first time is give them this really awful like glass sculpture and of course you see it and you go well there's a bug in that isn't there like you must have thought that as soon as i saw it i was like there is a bug in that yeah because they're spies yeah exactly um <laughs> so that's what, they, that's what they do later on they realize there's a bug in it they, he takes it to his boss and this is just it, this made no sense to me and i didn't know if there was like a huge backstory cut out and the boss is like rings um zach galifianakis he's like oh this is like military technology let's meet tomorrow to talk about it we'll take it to the top boys and then for some reason he's like meet me at my van the security chief yeah, the of the security company, chiefs, yeah. yeah. And then Zach, uh, Zach and Isa go to the van, but it's actually like a mobile home he's been living in because his wife's left him, which I thought was like a really weird... It didn't. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. And it just seemed to waste some time. Yeah, and then he's just like, oh yeah, my wife left me, so I live in his van. And then he gets shot in the head, <laughs> which I thought was like, just totally, I was like, that's insane. And then... He's dead. <laughs> and then they're all... But, like, I don't know... When... Then he's forgotten immediately. Exactly. John Hamm and Gal Gadot turn up and shoot more men. But then they go and have this breakfast after us. And I was like, guys... You just watched a man die. There's a dead man. I forgot about that. What about... But I don't know whether they... Like, I'm not... It just, it just felt tonally like a really odd moment because you're like, oh, fuck, someone's actually been shot in the head. But I didn't know where they went. We can justify him being shot in the head. If we mention before he gets shot that he's got no family and no one's going to miss him and he's got a standing distance anyway, so who the fuck cares? Oh, fuck, they had to make him, like... Yeah. What they deemed to be worthless. Exactly. And, and they deemed to be worthless is living in a van. Yeah. Disposable people. No one, like... Jesus. No, I genuinely think that's why they did that. Because it just seemed like, <laughs> why couldn't he just have lived in a house? Like, why did he have to live in this van in the middle of nowhere? Why couldn't he just met them at this location, which was quite, like, they'd be, you know, safe from anyone? Yeah. So they had to put in a thing so you went, oh, it doesn't fucking matter, he's dead. Lol. <laughs> It was really odd. Just like put him in a coma. 
Is it like, oh, just... have you heard about Security Chief? He's in a cobra. He's... Cobra? <laughs> he's in a cobra. <laughs> and and his, his wife's going to come back because she feels like she's realised how much she loves so him. He's going to pull through, guys. And I'm going to yeah. yeah like, he could right... turn up at the end. Yeah. Like, just like with a, you know, sort of bandage around his head. Yeah. So he got shot. <laughs> My head, because I had a boo-boo, but now I'm better, thanks yeah. to medicine. <laughs> Oh, I missed my brain by inches. <laughs> it only hit the bit of my brain I wasn't using anyway. Like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm even like limitless. Oh my god, that was that was really weird. Oh, they go to a diner and then they eat some food, and that made me want some American fries. Sorry, American bacon and some home fries. What's the, what's the difference between American bacon and Canadian good old bacon. British bacon? Uh, so British bacon. So American bacon is Canadian bacon. No, Canadian bacon is British bacon. American bacon is crispy and thin. Oh, okay. Like bacon strips? Yes. Okay. So uh, if you go to America, you can't really get like British bacon. But it's superior. It's called Canadian bacon. It's bigger. So they like their bacon. Like, they like their presidents thin and crispy. <laughs> <laughs> and piled up in shards. And covered in grease. <laughs> yep. Grease me, America. I am your president. <laughs> it's a Donald Trump impression. It's just, it's just my statesman voice. <laughs> America, I'm here. I'm That's what the inauguration is. It's like, never get your own back. Yeah. Where they put the adult on the slide into the guns. Yeah, yeah, It's like that, but it's a big tub of grease. That'd be amazing. And they, and they ask him to like shiver questions about American history. As he gets them wrong, he descends. He just goes down. No, he gets thing. up and then sh- slides into it. Okay, so the whole premise of the film, the theme of the film is like... The theme. Well, the themes. Well, the theme is like they're meant to all become quite good friends, and then they find their spies, and it's a bit sad because they've gotten close. But I don't think you saw them spend any time together, or there didn't seem to be that much of a connection. They had one conversation where he got drunk. That Galifianakis went indoor skydiving with John. I think I went to the toilet during that bit. They went indoor skydiving. There's really jarring cuts between normal film camera and GoPro camera. It was. Oh, what was I doing? I must have been checking my emails. (laughs) Maybe you just fell into a fugue state. (laughs) Your brain was your brain just shut off for a bit to protect you. I think. Stop, please. You can't. You can't do this. (laughs) You just disassociated on the sofa and staring at the ceiling. did it? They look like they had fun during. Yeah, they had fun. Sc- I didn't yeah, he, mentioned, he mentioned it later, like because yeah, know, he had mentioned. That. I was like, oh, must have like, the snake it. thing was work, but the skydiving that was us bonding. Like yeah. they got on until the end when they meet them in Marrakesh. Oh no, no! Before we go there, before, before we before we globe trot to Marrakesh. But uh, the, so the build um, the um, to build it. The house explodes. Yeah. So <laughs> they have another flashback. <laughs> <laughs> so the house explodes, uh, and you're like, oh, okay, finally we're caught up. And then um, Zach and I I think they're dead. But then they turn up. The spice house blows up. Uh, the spice house blows up. And then, and then uh, they turn up at their, like, and they're like, we have to leave the country, we have to leave the country because someone's blown them up, so we're next. And then all the lights go out in the house and they go downstairs and then they turn the lights on again. And then Gal and uh, John are not dead. And then we flash back to, what, like six hours previously <laughs> uh, to show them they jumped out the window I don't know if you you thought this, but um, the they... time discrepancy between them going in the house and blowing up was a lot bigger than in the flashback. Uh, no, I was going to say when they threw themselves through the glass, it was really really fake looking. Like <laughs> as they run towards it and they throw themselves through it, it's like it almost kind of um, crumples before they get to it. Yeah, I don't know. remember that. Maybe maybe Gal Gadot is just that long and thin. That yeah, she generates a pressure wave in front of just a like concord. Yeah. yeah. So she, she was breaking the sound barrier. She went through it. <laughs> she was Wonder her, Woman in it. Because of her Israeli army training. Yeah. And, and the fact she is Wonder Woman in this film. In real life. Yeah. All the time. She's, she's Wonder she's Woman She's never now. not Wonder Woman. She's coming for us. She's heard. <laughs> I, I was also wondering why. So anyway, they turn on these lights. And um, so they, they've explained how they got away from the explosion. They found the guy who's been using Zach's computer to plot arms dealers. This guy he works with. but And they brought them to their house to question them. Why, why did... 
Why do they bring them to... I know the house exploded, but they must have a safe house. They work for the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Why does it make more sense to bring it to your neighbour's house who have nothing to do with it, who are like normal people? So you can torture and possibly kill a couple of people? You work for the CIA. Surely you've got like a CIA guy that could turn up. But like it, that didn't make sense to me why they decided to torture them at their house. Uh, for the banter. Yeah, I know for the plot and let's, the banter. Let's, no, it was another bonding experience. Oh. So I was like, Zach, let's blowtorch this guy's balls together. Yeah. Let's, oh. let's, <laughs> what's that thing we do on the top of creme brulee where you brown it with fire? Oh, with his testicles. Let's, oh. let's, fl- let's flambe his perennium. Oh. It's going to be hairless by the time we're done. I guess that's, well, but if you shaved it first, then I guess it would sting less. Aha, I'm immune. Uh-huh. I'm immune to your perennial flambeing, John Ham. I was three steps ahead of you. <laughs> Damn. Um, That's the only torture technique I know. <laughs> uh, um, oh, there's another bit as well where they they jump they all jump out of a window at the end. They all jump so out of a glass window. After they've done the torture scene, they go yeah. to meet. Oh, so that they then they find out. Oh, you have to go and meet the arms dealer, Zach Galifianakis, because he's rung the guy we're torturing, and you've answered, so he thinks it's you. Mm. And Zach, and they we couldn't little... just send someone else because he hasn't seen him. Yeah. But sure, they do a little like a montage of them getting ready, and they give them John Ham gives Zach Galifianakis a suit, and yeah. he lint rushes the suit, <laughs> and that makes him like all handsome and shaggable. All he's done is put on a suit. Yeah, his officials have put on like high heels, lingerie, then a dress, mm-hmm. then a makeup, and then hair. And it's like that's a very unfair division of labour. Yeah, Zach so Galifianakis could have neaten up his beard a little bit. He didn't do anything, or his hair. John Ham did most of it for him, put it on him, and then brushed him down. He just stood there. Like useless. A, he is useless. Patriarchy again. Everything's patriarchy. I think this film had a fair amount of patriarchy in it. Because I quite like that Isla Fisher didn't take any shit from him. Yeah. But I thought, like, what if it's meant to be, you know, ha-ha, emasculated suburban male, and it's patriarchy again? Yeah. What if it, it's always patriarchy all the way down, like Discworld? It, it felt like um, his character was the one who was meant to be going on some kind of journey, but his character was just boring and an idiot. Whereas her character anything. was, like, just better. Yeah, in every way. Yeah, and could do better and was pretty smart. Because she also figured out, like, there was a bit where she figures out who the, who did it. She's like, oh, so he's been stealing the... And they're like, oh, you're smart. And it's like, yeah, she is. She's the smart one. That's why she she's the interior decorator. reaching down. Um, that's why she's the interior decorator. <laughs> yeah. I think it's harder than working in HR. You've got to be... Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, you'd, you'd know. I do. I mean, I, <laughs> I've worked in HR... I like the fake baby at the end. Oh yeah, so after everything's been done, it's almost yeah. like a post credit scene is Jeff and Zach, Zach and Isla go to Marrakesh and yeah. the spies are there. And they this... break their cover again. And, and then... just murder loads of men in hats. And they murder some people in fezzes. Because they're on a table and John Ham's like, don't look over your shoulder at these men in fezzes. And of course, Zach Gavinakis, wacky wacky, turns around <laughs> like, like he's blowing the cover and so it just ends up with them firing wildly into the distance. Oh, uh, they've killed some passers-by. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's again, the... bad spies. Really bad spies. Also, they're Americans. They use, they would use a drone strike. Yes, this is true. Why do you have two people there? This Just have that... a Predator drone hovering 8,000 feet off the ground and launch a missile into them. Maybe they wanted to kill them all themselves. <laughs> it was know. personal. Maybe it was personal. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're like um, hide vigilantes if, or like bounty hunters. What if they weren't? Because what if they weren't spies? What if they were like bad terrorists? Do you know what would've been better? Is if like at the end it just opened with um, it just ended with like Isa Fisher waking up from a coma she's been in <laughs> in Guantanamo Bay. In Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No explanation. Remember that crime end. you did? Zach <laughs> 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 Galifianakis is like the guard. <laughs> 
Oh, and John Hamm is just like a picture she has on her wall <laughs> of like an actor. Torso of the week from like a Heat magazine she got yeah. smuggled in. And Gal Gadot is a nurse. <laughs> really tall, scary nurse. Scary nurse. Or, I don't know, um, Zach Galifianakis wakes up from a submarine. <laughs> a fugue state. And a like, submarine? Yeah, they're like, the zombies have gone. And no explanation, the end. <laughs> he wakes up in on like on Mars. On Mars. And he's like, finally, I'm on Mars. No explanation, <laughs> the end. I just, anything. That Damon arrives. <laughs> any, anything would have been... So how would you fix it? Um, Can I, you? I, I just think it's it's really odd because it's like, there, there isn't a film, I guess it's, it's a trope, isn't it? Where it's like, oh, they're a bit weird, are they spies? But it's like, there's versions of that that are much better. Like, um, there's one about terrorists. Oh, what's it called? With Tim Robinson. No, oh. um, it's about people who live, um, Arlington Road. Okay. And it's yeah, about people who live next door to terrorists. And like, that's like a very serious film and that's really done well. And then you have Mr. and Mrs. Smith where they're both spies and they realise they're spies. So you do have a lot of like, Oh, surprise, I'm a spy. But, like, this film just didn't need to be made. And who is it for? Like, who do, who is it for? Because it, I couldn't... Because it was taking the piss out of suburban people, mm. but not enough... But not in a way that would imply it's for them. Yeah. And it wasn't for kids, because there's a lot of Kegel jokes and stuff. And someone gets shot in the head. Yeah, but, you know, kids love violence. No, no, but it's just the way it's done. <laughs> I'm sure, like, there's a... There's a rating thing, probably. Maybe it was for suburban people, like wasps, like that sort of person, because they save the day. Yeah, so maybe it's like they can see it and go, our lives are boring, but... I kind of in the way that people always laugh at jokes about themselves. Yeah. Like <laughs> what how, am I like? If you're a, like, a way to get into the stand-up scene in Britain, if you're foreigners to go, you British people are nuts, and we all go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like a date night movie for people with no imagination. Or with a very limited option at their local multiplex. Yeah. It's like There's Keeping n- Up With The Joneses, a Transformers, kids movie of the week. Yeah. Or, horror movie yeah and you'd... and the wife's like no i don't like those you know i get scared okay let's go see keeping up with the joneses and they just both sit there watching crying whilst watching the film <laughs> oh my god it's like our lives on screen it's so true to it's our experiences so, oh, john ham is just like our really attractive competent neighbor oh it probably is though because there's john ham for the um if like if it's like Me. say it's like a straight couple yeah. watching it, it's John Hamm for the ladies and there's Gal Gadot for the men. So there is something for both. Of them. Oh, and there's vague like weird same sex jokes about each of them. Like oh, John Hamm's getting off of Zach Galifianakis a little bit. Yeah. So um, there's it's basically oh. aimed at everyone, <laughs> but also <laughs> no nobody. <laughs> it's aimed at money. Money. <laughs> Give but me the money. I think the thing is, you know that everyone involved is just doing it for the money, and no, like none of them think it's good. They're trying the hardest, but you, none of them must think it's a good film. What else was very strange? Hmm. Kids are in it about five seconds. Yeah. And they keep referring to their kids, and then they kids... just get rid of the kids entirely. They're not needed. Yeah. Why do they have to have children? No idea. The children are in it. They're on a bus and leave, and then occasionally they go. Oh, what about the kids when the kids come back? Do you think it's like a, just a reference so that again this couple have gone out and got a babysitter oh, are like yeah are like oh yeah it's difficult when the kids go away and all you do want to do is watch to watch the good wife. <laughs> it is awful when the kids leave for the summer and you've got all this free time where you can do other things. That's so you become deep. spies. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would have been a better film just to get rid, just focus on the spies more. Yeah. Well, because because it's like the whole point of the film is they're the interesting ones, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you haven't made the non-interesting ones funny. 
maybe more interesting ones. More Don Draper and Wonder Woman maybe, fighting international terrorism. So maybe it would have been better if it was all from the perspective of them and they thought those two were the weirdos. Oh, <laughs> it's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but, but occasionally Zach just bursts in and yeah, bumbles yeah, yeah. around the scene. For and he's like, oh, I smashed a bottle and cut my hand. He does that at one point. And oh, the snake know. bites him as well. The snake bites him. Oh, what a what a clutch. Uh, then he throws himself at a window at some point and it's not made of glass. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. I like that joke. Like... Also because he's a fisher then shot the window out. Yeah, because she's great. She's like, and she, she's and she like, throws herself get... out the window. Yeah, she's like, where'd you get that? I picked up, I picked up off, a, off a dead guy. Like, of course you would. Yeah. As soon as you're in like a... You'd be like, fuck, I'm having this. She, um... I, I, Souvenir, you know, if nothing I think, else. I think it would be better if she, if she left him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that would have be been better. If she was like, you know what? I'm really good at spying and I'm really smart. I should go oh, work recruit, for the CIA. They, they recruit her. her, yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. And he's like, you know what? I think you should. And I'm happy for you. And we've had fun. And I've loved our time together. But I'm going to let you go. Um, and I'll miss you. But, you know, if you're ever in town and you fancy a quick woo, bit of fun. But, like, obviously, go, go and have adventures. <laughs> if you want to sleep with other people, that's fine. And then... Obviously, I can't stop you. And then the children, <laughs> yeah, I can't stop you. And then the children uh, wave a goodbye. That's when you get rid of them. Yeah. There you go. Make it about and one these... woman's journey to rediscover her inner sexuality. And by being a spy. By being a spy and murdering people. Yeah. So I think I think that would been uh, that I would have been happy with that actually. Run off with the Joneses. And yeah, and a they bet, have a, a manger mon- toi relationship and then the second one is just about them having threesomes and spying all over the world high-fiving each other constantly yeah with we, them, did, more, we with did more spying both yeah. them high-fiving John Ham's dick either side <laughs> ouch way was crushing it just, oh no but he likes it um, <laughs> yeah keeping up with the Joneses but that really makes you mad doesn't it man <laughs> <laughs> oh dear you're a wonderful woman <laughs> Oh, you're you're gonna go home or come away? <laughs> well, she's a neighbour. No, she's not home away. I get them confused. It's all oh, Australian. So different. One's well, neighbours wow. was one's just like good day, and the other one's like good day. No, well, neighbours was set around a cul-de-sac. Yeah, <gasps> Ramsey Street. I heard the Chinese don't have a word for cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> and um, home and away was set around near a beach. So it's dead, isn't it? Come on. Yeah. Again, a waste just, of time. Just it, I think it would just um, be lying in a gurney and we'd forget to treat it. We? <laughs> we'd forget to notice it was there. Like if, if people, or those people that like, have no friends and die alone and no one realises for like, oh, a month. Oh no, and we'd come and in. And the postman goes and goes, oh, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things like the only people that know you're dead are your landlord and your bank. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your opticians. Um, yeah. <laughs> We've sent you all these opticians kicking the door in. <laughs> Keep me out with the Joneses. Are you okay? We've sent you so Check many your eyesight. <laughs> One or two. Oh, she's dead. One or two. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Was there a question? Um, I was going to ask. I, I was going to say, uh, I kind of already, well, I couldn't think of one because it felt so bad. There was no like themes that came out. But it was like, so... If this film is sort of in the spy film, we're mm. it's almost like Mr. and Mrs. Smith meets the other guys. Yeah, yeah. Is there another genre? The other guys. It's like a great to, film. It's a great film. Is there another sort of a fight? if you had to watch a film where you're following the other guys? Right. What would it? Who would you pick? Sort of what genre? 
What? So let's say, because let's say mine was like, I'd like to see yeah, you do yours. a Star Trek film, but you mm. follow like the random people below decks that never get to see anything. Yeah. It's so like all their life is, is getting up in their shitty bunk, going to corridor 17B in a workstation. Occasionally the ship shakes and goes red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't really know what's going on. And then they learn that a main character's died. Yeah. I don't see their little adventures. Like, what are they getting up to? What do you oh. see in episodes? They're like, oh, we, me and Lieutenant... Um, Yekelsmiths have gone down to the planet. He's a botanist. Yeah. Like, what's he up to between episodes? Like when the Borg attack, what's he? Is he like looking after his plants? Yeah. What's he doing? What's all the like the, the weird professions? It's like the geologists. What are the geologists up to during the neutral zone crisis? Seeing the people who just don't get to leave the ship or do anything, they just they keep they, they keep it going. Yeah. Like what's what are they up to? Not like the engineering because we know what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this like oh the lunch lady, the plumbers. <laughs> Yeah. Ship's got to have plumbing. The teachers. Yeah, with all the kids. Well, with, uh, a lot of kids, space kids. Um, but yeah, that's the But they must have teachers. Yeah, like space chefs. Or, not uh, Neelix out of Voyager, though. He was rubbish. Um, the crash Supervisors. Runners. Yeah, the, the well, crash. The they? HR department. Oh. In Star Trek. Right, they, oh, that must be a nightmare. Yeah. Because there's loads of them, and some of them aren't even human. So they probably have so to have... We can't even call HR because it's racist. Human res... Oh, yeah. What would you call it? Non... Specific species resources. Sentient, NSS. Sentient oh. being resources. Sentient being. Stuff. A- aliens and other stuff. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> stuff resources. Stuff resources. St- I like that stuff. Stuff. You are a. St- you are stuff. Things and assorted beings. Yeah, things and stuff and everything else. Because you couldn't say like bipeds because not all of them have two legs. Mm-hmm. Like some of them aren't mammals. Yeah. Uh, but like the office, but it's Star Trek. But it's like stuff, an offensive term. I said stuff. I meant staff. Oh, I think you meant stuff. I was just really enjoying the idea of it. Your stuff. I think stuff is better. Stuff. <laughs> just stuff. Well, no, because you're doing you it to, are a... you're applying it to everyone. You're not like stuff and humans and stuff. Yeah. Like that. That would be offensive. That'd yeah. be right. Jean-Luc Picard uh, to give you a severe dressing down. Can you take the, the box? <laughs> take two boxes: humans or stuff. <laughs> like the, Third yeah, option: what, things. What genders are you? Male, female, or stuff? Stuff. Stuff. stuff that would be offensive yeah but it's not because it's the future in Star Trek and everyone's so there's nice. just one box and it, please please select your species stuff, stuff. <laughs> do not write anything else in that's um yeah no that that would be that would be interesting for about five minutes it's, it's, oh, but then it's, it'll be focused on the drama and like the yeah. um, interpersonal relationships yeah it'd be more like which an is, art house film yeah yeah every day I every day I clean out Data's toilet for where he's been practicing pooing like a human. None of you have seen me. It'll be a bit like the guy that has to clean up a holodeck after Riker's been finished in it. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Just loads of Excre- secretions, secretions, all kinds, and like paint thrown in. What's he been why, doing? Why is What's he, he been doing? Oh, he's doing like a paint pile. And blood. What's he doing in What's here? He, and glitter. Where's he even get this blood from? Where is this? <laughs> um, I think. Um, do you know what? I wouldn't want to like. Uh, see it because I think it'd be quite boring but I would like to <laughs> I would just like to know the explanation for it so there's um, a TV series called The Flash and they have these things called metahumans in it and there's bad metahumans and most of it is like The Flash fighting the bad metahumans and they get put there's this place called Star Labs and they've got these this like prison in Star Labs where they put all the metahumans who are bad okay, with yeah. not really much jurisdiction at all I'm with you like the alien prison in Torchwood yeah so it's just like a prison but it's weird because you see the prison cells and in theory, every time they catch a bad guy, they put them in a prison cell and they press a button and they sort of like go around 
to another one. So it's almost like um, like a vending machine. You know what I mean? But like, full of supervillains. It's just a huge like thing. So, but you press like a code and the door opens and then there's your supervillain and then you press the code and they go away. So these rooms. Where do they go? They just they just stay there, but it sort of like like moves around. Oh, okay, right. I'm trying to think of a good description for it for the listeners, but I, I don't know how to describe it. Have you ever seen iRobot? Uh, yeah, that big, that big car vending machine thing. Yeah, so it's like you, a car. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're all like a big silo, and you press a button and it lifts the thing to you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that. Um, so they go to these little prison cells, and I'd love to follow one of them because the prison cells are smaller than um, a no, about the size of a toilet, a disabled toilet on a train. Okay, but there's no toilet in there. There is not like literally couldn't really lie down. Nothing in it. You could lie down. Okay, just about. Yeah, you can just about lie down, but there's nothing in there, and it's never explained how they're fed or watered, <laughs> or what they do. But the series is, I think it's, it's, on, it's on a third series. We go back three years. So some of them have been in there for three years, <laughs> not doing anything, and you don't see them and take care of them. It's kind of like this thing where you go morally, you've decided this person is bad because <laughs> they've used their powers to like rob a bank or something. You haven't really found out why. And you put them in this prison, and there's been no trial. They're just in prison. Uh, is the Flash the bad guy in there? No, the Flash is the good guy. So it it's really it's a really weird, upsetting point in the Flash where you're like, but when every time we so sometimes they'll have to get one of them to like they're like, oh, we need to ask that guy we arrested like a year ago yeah. because he might know something about this other guy, and then just like open the door and just be there and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love it if he was just, like, in a towel. But there's nothing in there. And he's like, what? And it's like, you've been in there for a year. Like, what have you been doing? Tubes? Maybe they're fed through tubes? There's, just, there's no... There's nothing. Maybe. They don't even bother. They don't need to. It's fine. But I'd like to follow one of them just just to see... What they got to. What the hell they're doing. Um, so that that's always kind of um, bugged me about that show. It's just like... <laughs> What's happening to these what people? That, yeah, what is happening to these people? Also, because, like, if someone's just using powers, like, I know, I know Robin Banks is bad. Mm. But it's not that bad. Well, sometimes they've accidentally killed security guards and I mean, stuff yeah, like that. Fair but, enough, yeah. Put but in, but go no, to trial. Maybe still not this weird, horrible, solitary confinement yeah. coffin prison. Yeah. Like a normal... Because the main problem is, you've gathered loads of supervillains in one place. Yeah. Give them nothing to do. Mm. They're just going to start getting more evil. And then they're all going to break out and, and join forces. You. And I wouldn't blame them. What happened? Oh... What happened? Oh, I fell off the tracks. I made a few mistakes. I robbed a bank to mm. feed my kids. And then this red dude ran up and chucked me in a box yeah. for three years. I was uh, sexually abused for 25 years. And then I got these superpowers. And you know what? I killed the guy who abused me. And I'm in prison. Well, and thing. Flash, you're the... No, I just made <laughs> Oh, right, I was going to say, well, Flash is the bad guy. No, they're not. They're, it's the Flash. I mean, it's like on the CW. It's for teenagers. And Isn't me. Is he a shark man? Yep. Ah, he the does. shark man get put in Shark prison. king. Um, no. He's the king of the sharks. He goes back to I think he's from another planet or a parallel dimension it's really confusing there's different timelines there's Earth 1 2, 3, 4 it's a thing it's a water world oh it's, it's such a confusing show it's really hard to keep up but um Shark King yeah Shark that King that sounds sick there's also a giant gorilla what? is yeah. he called Gorilla King? he's called Groot no it's not called Groot because that's Groot Grunt oh Grosh what is he called? Gorilla He's psychic and he can control people as well. Oh, hang on. There's, I think I know that one. Does he have, like, metal armour? Yes. I know who you mean. Gorilla Grodd. He's called Grodd. Um, Shark King is called... Is he called Shark King? King Shark. <laughs> who the 
is Shark King. King. Shark King, it is me, your nemesis, King Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why? I am a king that is also a shark. I am king of the sharks. Yeah, or like my last name is King, but uh, my first name is Shark. King. Rather than I'm not regal. <laughs> this is just I like name. Gorilla Grodd because his species is his first name. <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> I am human Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I am stuff, Jim. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, prison, the Flash. I'm just going to type it in because. You know, maybe it's like it, one of them's evil and he's using it so, to absorb uh, their powers. What's up with that crazy inhumane prison on the Flash? First thing, and then this deleted scene finally explains how Star Life's feed um, the prisoners. Tubes, come on, tubes. <laughs> the answer is lots and lots of takeout. What? So they all the load of takeout and then one by one bring them to the door. Yeah, it's then... literally they're wheeling. Uh, so there's a picture and they're wheeling takeout. So who pays for that? Star Labs. If they can pay for a giant evil evil prison, they can afford Pizza Hut. Uh, apparently in the clip, there's a bit where they find out one of them's vegan and they give him vegan food. Oh, that's nice. Let's consider it. So there's a line in which says, on the other hand, I now know all the dietary habits of our metahuman inmates. Did you know the weather, weather wizard, or just type in every day, the weather wizard, and that Peekaboo loves enchiladas and Death Bolt is vegan. It's a great show. Okay. Uh, it's for kids. Peekaboo and Weather Wizard and a very different show to Death Bolt. I can't even remember who Weather, weather Wizard is. Weather Wizard. <laughs> oh, it's a really awesome. Weather Wizard. It's a stupid show. I, I shall summon clowns. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. Come, it's... Death Bolt. What is your power? I throw bolts of death. Wow. Oh. That's a bit intense <laughs> for what I'm trying to do here. And yet we're still in the same prison. <laughs> Um, what did you do, Death Bolt? I threw bolts, bolts of death at people. What did you do, Weather Wizard? I, I made, made it, it rain. <laughs> Ooh. I made it a bit blowy. I ruined someone's hair before their wedding. Um, I blew over a child <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Sorry. Don't put me in here. What? what really? Okay. Don't put me in here with this shark king. Please, king shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid. It's stupid. Okay. I enjoyed that though. Yeah. That was fun. The end. The end. Bye. We never do the thing where you say follow us. Oh, follow us on Twitter. At Geek Ernie. Email us. uh, Leave a review and like and subscribe and tell your friends through the URL on uh, toilet walls and pubs. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you.